Lost and Determined, a podcast. Welcome back to Lost and Determined. <laughs> Welcome back. Oh, it's like we never left. Oh, wait, we didn't. Um, do you want to intro this one? We didn't even write down anything for intro. I know, just whatever you want to, you feel. Should what we do Lost and Determined for this one? Oh, we definitely, t- I forgot. Oh, okay. So here, we can start this off that we were going to do Lost and Determined for the previous episode. But then when we start talking, oh my god, there's a fly. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> no. <laughs> when we start talking about Lost and Determines, we're like, shoot, like this is a whole ass episode. Like, <laughs> so that's kind of where this episode is stemming off from. Yeah. Yeah. Would you like to say you're Lost and Determined first? I or about it. Okay, I'll go first. I don't really have a Determined, honestly, but my Lost. So, just straight up here. I feel like my lost, I feel like I've been feeling this way for probably like a couple weeks now, but, um, is like the world and like my life, my entire life. I just feel like lost. Um, NBD. Yeah. So yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. That will be the content of That'll this be the episode. <laughs> it was like not very descriptive, but. What about your determined? That's some. I don't part. have a determined. No, you have to have one. I determined. Well, okay, so in the in the past, like, two weeks, maybe, I've been feeling lost. I was definitely determined to do a few things. So this is something I already did, but I was determined that I actually already did it. So I'll just, I'll just state it. Um, I finally got an Ohio driver's license Woo! after how many years of living here? Five-ish. Yeah. So. Seven? A long, I don't know. Six? Six? Five? I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, I finally got one. Like, I literally finally... So, literally nothing is connected to California anymore, which is, like, fabulous. I could have a whole episode on the horrors of the BMV and (laughs) moving out of state and just the process. I tried tried to do this process, like, about a year and a half ago, and I finally finished the process. Proud of you. Yes. What? The other day. The other day. Friday. Well, I guess when this comes out, it'll be like. Oh, we can go. (laughs) Anyway, um, but yeah, that's my determined. It's like is to like do the things that are to accomplish the things that are in my control. Yes, that was my determined. I love that. My lost is still a lot. It's fine. Yeah. Um, my lost is. I think. Thinking about, like, this is, like, way in the future, but thinking about what I'm going to do post-AmeriCorps, because I have so many options. I can do it again. I can move. I can stay here and find a job. And I don't know. I just, I like to start, like, thinking about those things as soon as I yeah started because well, like, you don't know that's kind of like what like what we're gonna be talking about is like a little like well not kind of be talking about but something we're uh, kind of my loss too is like what's next like right and it's almost like you plan these things for your future like you're like close future not like you know way way in the future but right. you can plan these things like year three years yeah and once you finally like accomplish those things you're like oh shoot like now I don't have anything else planned right. Like, you've been so focused on, like, that one or two goals that, like, now that you've maybe accomplished them or things have changed, it's, like, feel like you're starting from scratch. And it's, like, overwhelming because you have mm-hmm. so many options, but also, like, do you have options? And it's just, like, I don't know. Yeah. 
but yeah, I I definitely had tunnel vision um, on one of my goals post grad, and I didn't really think about what if it didn't happen, and then. Yeah, so I'll talk about all that stuff during this episode for the meets. Um, But I think my determined is just um, making sure that my time in AmeriCorps is being spent well and I'm able to be utilized, like, in regards to, like, my boss and the um, nonprofit itself. Just I, myself, am being utilized in the best way possible. So Mm -hmm. um, making sure that I have things to do and making sure that what I'm doing aligns with AmeriCorps and like this idea of capacity building so like obviously this position's only a year long so what can I do to make whoever like soaking up as much as you can and then soaking up everything you can yes but also with this idea of capacity building being able to like when I leave that things don't fall apart Mm -hmm. and I think that's something that I've always kind of struggled with um so I'm determined to make sure that that becomes a not like an issue when I leave of like, oh, well, Emily's gone. Well, now who's going to do X, Y, Z? Where hmm. just making sure that what I'm doing is beneficial, but also if they don't end up getting a, a VISTA next year. Like a long-term solution yeah, kind of thing. exactly. I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, so kind of for like the meats of this episode, we, I feel like we touched on this a little bit. Like obviously we're literally in the mid- middle of the pandemic still. In case you forgot. Um, Wear your mask. Yeah, wear your mask and, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, but we've touched on a few things about how it has affected us, but I feel like we really haven't gone into it. Right. And this is unlike anything we've ever seen before. Yeah, I yeah. It's all just kind of confusing, and also we're like still in the middle of it, so it's hard to sometimes talk about because it's like. It's happening right yeah, now. Yeah, like, you don't really have a bunch of answers. Yeah. Like, you can't, like, look at the whole situation and, like... Like, obviously, like, we're... Like, as we talk about things, like, it could be worse. Yeah. So, like, this isn't complaining. No, it's just... It's just... So, let you guys know to that share an experience. we're kind of in the same boat and we're definitely... We don't have our shit together. Yeah, I feel like sometimes I don't we, know where my shit is located, so... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot of times, like, we'll talk about our experiences and kind of, like, shed this positive light or, like... Telling you it's going to be okay, but, like, Mm -hmm. we also are still in our 20s and navigating the world, and sometimes we have no idea what the hell we're doing. All the time. So, here's just, this is, like, a little look into us not having our shit together. Yeah. It's a nice little story time. You're not alone. Yeah. And if you have any advice, please let us know. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Lily, ask me for your help. (laughs) This is actually more (laughs) beneficial for us than you guys. Yeah, we're sharing our stories that maybe you can help us out. (laughs) Um... Yeah. Do you want me to go first? Do you, would you, who, who wants to go first? I feel like you have more energy, so how about you go? Okay. Um, okay, so here's the story of how COVID ruined our lives. <laughs> Just kidding. That's dramatic. Um, so I guess I'll talk about how, like, COVID, my experience. Not No, I'm not saying I have COVID. That's not where I'm going with this. I mean, like, the whole how pandemic. The pandemic yeah. How the pandemic has affected my life and all that stuff. So, it was, it was March 13th, <laughs> a gloomy day. Actually, it was really gloomy that day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I worked, worked. Technically present. Technically still work present. 
<laughs> for <Furloughed, asked> Gwen. <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks, Gwen. So, I'm going to give it away. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, I work for a nonprofit performing arts organization. So, basically, we, like, the whole source of my job is putting on events, mm-hmm. large events. Clearly, when the pandemic, you know, came to the U.S. and became raging um, and everything kind of shut down, mass audiences or mass gatherings were not permitted. So we literally, like, had to cancel shows, like, day of, being like, shoot, okay, we're not going on tonight, you know? That's crazy. I actually didn't know that. Yeah, that day in the office was insane. It was like, we had, like, we had a Broadway open that week, and... It was one day, we had one performance the day before, and then it was when, it was a, what was a Wednesday, I think? Maybe a Thursday, I don't know, March, it was March 13th. We had one um, show the day before, and then for the next night, we literally had to cancel. Like, wow. was, we had to, like, call volunteers, like, tell them that, like, don't come tonight. And a lot of people were calling off because it was, like, they didn't want to come, right. you know. And it was just, and we didn't know anything prior to, like, everyone else knowing it. It's not like we had, like, an inside scoop where we knew that we were going to be shutting down. It was, like, we literally, everyone in the office was listening to the governor's press conference and just waiting for him to say the words, mass gatherings are canceled, you know? So, like, yeah. Like, it's not like there's any, like, inside person to tell us. It's, like, (laughs) ta-da, deal with it. Right. And so, um... Yeah, so that day, it was kind of like, okay, getting situated, and then it was like, so, you're going to be working from home. And it was like, just leaving the audience, leaving, not the audience, leaving the office. Um, and then, so started working from home, and it was like, super weird, because like, I've never worked from home before. I did not have a home office. I didn't have any kind of situation like that. And also, like, my job was like, had to do with like, staffing volunteers for the events. So if there's no events, it's like... What do you do? And we had other stuff to work on, obviously, but um, it like as the days went on, it was like less and less to work on. And also, it's a nonprofit organization, so as there were no events, there's no income. Right. And I think I forget like what day it was, but yeah, so it was kind of like hinted that like, well, like we're okay now, but like there could be staffing changes, kind of thing. And again, like, literally no one has any idea how long this is going to last. You know, will we, we be so okay? hopeful. Yeah, we were so too. hopeful. We're like, okay, the summer will be fine, you know. And so I think it was, I want to say maybe April. I, I don't remember the exact dates. I think it was April, maybe. Um, I, there was like a staff, there was like a huge staff meeting, I think. And like, it was kind of like, so yeah, like, there will be staffing changes and we'll call you or like, and let you know. And I knew, like... I knew it was going to happen, but I got the phone call from my boss, and it was like, yeah, like, you're going to be furloughed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no. I, I, like, I, when I was on the phone, I was in good spirits. I was like, it's okay. Like, I understand, you know. Like, you have to do what you got to do. Like, I'll be fine in unemployment. Like, that's when, like, also they had the extra bonus. It was like $600 extra a week. Um, and I was like, that'll be fine. Like, I can make do. And, oh, oh also, to, like – also, I was house hunting already. Like, I was already looking at houses. I already put in offers on houses and all that stuff. So it was, like, the middle of it. And I was like, shoot. Like, I'm literally going to have to stop because, like, I can't be on unemployment. 
and buy a house, you know. So then I was like, I'll be fine. So I had better spirits, and I was like, you know, like, I'll use this time um, wisely. I'll, like, learn a new skill. Like, you know, like, when the quarantine first started, it was like. So much hope. Yeah, I was like, you're (laughs) like, okay, I'll, like, do cool quarantine activities, you know. (laughs) And then, like, time went on. And it actually wasn't that long. It was a few weeks. And they randomly were like, oh, actually, we're going to call you back. And I was like, shoot. And I was so excited. Like, like made a drink, celebrated. I was like, this is so <laughs> cool. I had all this hope, right? And so I worked. I think that was, they called me back, I think, May. I don't know. I, timeline is so foggy because right. I can't believe it's been this long. Called me back. And then, again, it was just less hope, less hope. Like, insane. Numbers spiked again. And it was like, I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel type of thing. And more shows get got canceled and um oh I'm sorry let me I keep forgetting parts of the story so I was called back and there was all this hope right so of course I continued house hunting right (laughs) and so again bought a house and then things started to look a little gloomy and then I was furloughed yet again (laughs) on July 3rd and I had already bought my house it's like you can just give it back yeah which is like fine (laughs) And again, they had the extra stimulus money for until the end of August. Um, so I have been furloughed slash unemployed since July 3rd. So this is month three. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Going yeah. into month three. Yeah. Um, so... I don't know what else to say. Oh, oh. So, like, also, like, I understand why they're closed, obviously, and, like, like why I'm furloughed. Because, right. like, they wouldn't be able to survive as an organization if you had more employees to pay. Yeah. Which, like, totally Who get that. truthfully aren't doing work. Yeah. And, it, you know, like, I love everyone I work with. Like, they're so supportive and so wonderful. Like, it makes me kind of sad because I, I, I love my job. And right. I... Like, it's not some job that I'm like, oh, whatever, it's just some random job and I can find something else. It's like, I thoroughly enjoy, Mm -hmm. enjoyed going to work every day and seeing everyone and just, and even like working from home, like my boss and I, like we just, I don't know, good times, like we're pals. Buddy old pals. (laughs) Buddy old pals. Um, So it's kind of just been a waiting game. And I am not the type of person who likes to just wait around. Like I like to be in control and like figure out what I'm doing and have a plan. And recently, in the past few weeks, like, I just, I feel like I'm, like, losing hope kind of thing. And I'm not really sure what the future holds. Right. Um, That's hard, too, because, like, anytime you talk about Kappa, you light up. Like, it's, like, one of those things you obviously love in the name right now. Kappa? Should, Should I mention it? I don't see why not. Okay. It's not like you're, like, bashing it. You're right. I love yeah. my job. Yeah, like, you're... <laughs> Take me apart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, you... Like, you're definitely a artsy, like, performing arts especially mm-hmm. kind of person, kind of gal. <laughs> and um, you work well with people, like, as in... Because you're recruiting volunteers right. and staffing events. Like, that's obviously something that you would enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a question of... Do you stay and 
continue to hope that one day eventually you'll be called back or do you especially like when it comes down to financials it's literally yeah because as i mentioned the so the extra bonus thing for unemployment ended in august am i right july in july i forget towards the end of july i think i don't remember yeah i swear it's all such a blur yeah um but so now like if i also for i don't know people some people don't know this but like unemployment is like 50 percent of your income yeah which is like not much because i i I mean i work for a non-profit like it's not like i make like a boatload of money yeah and then your own you're supposed to be spending 30 percent of your income on housing alone so then that's only 20 percent for literally everything else if you follow that yeah so it's literally nothing yeah, so, it, yeah, I feel torn because, like, I literally love my job, but I'm also, like, okay, like, I am just trying to make ends meet. And also, I don't want to be, like, left because if for some reason, like, I can't go back and for, if things change and I – because, okay, furloughed, for anyone who doesn't know because I didn't know this, yeah. furloughed means you technically are still on their payroll, but you aren't getting paid. So, like, you, you can file for unemployment, you can – you know, you're not. You can find another job if you want to. It's not like you, whatever. But it's like with it's with the intention of returning to work. Yeah, it's supposed to be temporary. So I'm not fully laid off. Um, like I, I still have my benefits through them, and like I pay for the my share of it out of pocket out of my unemployment. <laughs> um, but um, yeah. So furloughed so means like I they are intending to to bring me back when they can. Right. But there's no date of when that's gonna be, and if who. Because there were a ton of people that were furloughed. Right. It's not like it was just me. Like, most of the staff was. Um, most of the U.S. was. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just the question of, like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, and um, so I, I just have a couple questions since yeah. we're doing more of an interview style. First, I want to go back to this, um, like, working from home idea. How did you cope or what – changed about your day-to-day lifestyle um while working from home um well it definitely was very weird because like in my job it was very like communication based and like we'd always be talking about something or like very in person it's not like I had my own little cubicle and didn't talk to anyone yeah um so it was definitely kind of weird because it was like like my boss and I would communicate like we like message each other over teams and we'd like call each other a lot and like but it was just like weird because like you're alone it was like I wasn't used to that and it was very collaborative job yeah um and when I when it first started I was pretty good about like you know like getting dressed in the morning and like sitting at like an upright like you know non-slouching yeah and so I lived with my cousin at the time and I they had a spare room so I like put a little table in there and I like use that as like an office area sort of um but then I was working on my personal laptop my laptop like isn't it's kind of a shit show but it's fine um so I started out strong with that and like but then like as time went on it was like I just kind of like sat in my bed and like did work I would like maybe like take a afternoon like get ready in the afternoon like it just kind of blurred right especially like ones that went from furloughed to not furloughed and furloughed again it's just like oh my gosh like I feel like I didn't have a routine very well and it was also like 
as time went on, I was like figuring out, okay, what else can we do? (laughs) And um, so, yeah, very different because like in the office, it was so fast paced and there was always something to work on and like phone calls and emails and all this stuff. And it was, it was just weird. Yeah. It's strange, especially because it's kind of like whiplash of, okay, you're here, now you're not. And then you're here, yeah, now you're not. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's that's definitely difficult to adjust to. And with no notice, basically. Yeah, it was like, so what are we doing? Because like, we, we, didn't, we didn't, like I said, it was my personal laptop. Like, we didn't have, like, like ability to work. Like, our office phone, like, we couldn't even answer the office phone, like, we didn't. We weren't. Really, we weren't set up to work from home, right? And so it was kind of a weird transition. Yeah. So strange. So then, next question. Going into you said you know losing hope and um, like currently today, mm-hmm. um, in like the weeks leading up to now, do you feel that? Or, like, do you genuinely feel that it's losing hope? Or do you think it's, you know, a sense of what is my reality now? Like, what... Oh, it's true. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I don't know. I, uh, I feel like you're kind of right. Like, I feel like it's kind of, like, coming to terms with what's really happening. And, like, I feel like part of getting older and becoming more of an adult and, like, having Ugh. more responsibilities is that, like, you have to worry about yourself a little bit more. And... Yeah a little like not like less loyalty but like in a way you kind of do like you have to just like look out for yourself right and you have to know that like they understand if Mm -hmm. you have to do what you have to do and like obviously like they're very like my boss was very vocal she was like you know like do what you got to do like I understand like obviously like I want you to come back and like work with us but I mean she understands that I have to make a living you know um so, yeah, I think it's just coming to terms with reality and, like, yeah. Woof. I don't, yeah. And it's hard because you do want to have hope, um, but it's also at what point do you, does hope become just a false reality? A, right. Like and a made-up thing. I'm not the kind of person that just, like, sits back and is like, well, like, it'll just, like, it'll just, I don't know. Like, I, I don't like to just sit back and wait around. Like, I like right. to, like, be active and, like... If there's something that I can do to improve the situation, I'm going to do it. Right. And, like, sometimes, like, part of me thinks that things, certain things I think happen for a reason. Like, I think the universe works in weird ways and, like, like some things happen to, like, present other opportunities or, like, right. whatever. And so I think now I'm trying to think, like, is that one of, is this one of those opportunities? Is this, like, is this the universe saying, hey, like, try something else? Or, like, I don't know. So I've been toying around with a lot of different ideas, which I'm not going to say yet because I just... don't know yet. Working. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I literally have no idea. But I just i am trying to figure out, like, should I, like, reroute and do something else? Like, should I look for other jobs t- for temporary jobs? Should I look for... Like, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. And you're definitely not the only person that yeah. has that feeling of, I like, there's... One, so many options, but also not enough, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like, And the thing about, like, the whole pandemic and everything, too, is that, like, I feel like people, like, have forgotten about it. Like, yeah. like and forgotten that there are still a lot of people that are unemployed uh, or still, still a lot of places that are closed or uh, businesses that have shut down. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, I feel like with 
the business that a businesses that have reopened and like restaurants and things like that they're like sort of opened like they've forgotten that like hey like there still are places that are shut down and like like even with like I know there was supposed to be like a relief packet like another thing and it's like people mm-hmm. kind of forgot about it like I was like hello yeah. like whatever happened to this and like um, unemployment rates are so high right now because yeah and like there's no bonus anymore yeah and. Yeah, I mean, like, well, like, there are certain places that need extra hands and stuff. Like, so I I get that. But also, though, like, there are literal businesses that are closed. Like, people that are, like, you know, like, I just, yeah. I don't know. It just, it's just frustrating. And so as people forget about it, it's kind of like, okay, like, now I feel like, I feel like this kind of sounds a little dramatic. But I feel like I'm being forgotten about it a little bit. It's like, hello, mm-hmm. like, and I feel like I'm, like, drowning a little bit. I'm, like, struggling to keep my head above water. Like, you know, like, yeah. Because, no, I, I, I get that because it, and the sad part is, is a large portion of Americans feel that same way of, right. I, like, and it's not just also you who's in this position of, do I get another job or do I, like, wait and, like, figure out what to do and hopefully they call me back. And the problem is, all of these people who have lost jobs, it's not like all of these jobs just appeared somewhere else. Right. So the market and, like, the interview process, and it, it's going to be so much dramatically higher because so many more people are looking for jobs. Like, right. it's so oversaturated that, you know, the people who are looking for new employees are overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, too, like, I was trying, like, career-wise, like, so, like, working for a non-profit performing arts organization, like, I, like I said, loved my job. Like, I really felt like I was, like, doing something that I was, like, like actually interested in and, like, you know what I mean? And, like, if I wanted to find another job like that, there's nothing like that because right. all those places are closed. Yeah. You know? Everybody in the arts. Yeah. Is- so, it's, like, I don't – so, it's, like, a matter of if I find another job, like, just a regular old job, it's not going to be something I enjoy. And then it's, like – which is, like, I know, like, sometimes you just have to, like, do what you got to do. But it's also, like, like I want to enjoy what I'm doing and I want to be happy. Right. And, like, if I really am never called back, then what's the next step? I just stay in a job that I'm unhappy with until something, like, real, like, place. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's a mess. Yeah. And I think, too, sorry, if I'm, like, really talking forever, I feel like no, I want to hear good. your side of the story, too. But, um, like, there are so many people that keep asking me, mm-hmm. like, so, have you heard anything? Like, oh, so what are you doing? And I'm like, I literally have no idea. I have no idea. And no one else knows. Like, and it's, right. it's frustrating because it's like, it's almost like every time someone asks me, like, like what I'm doing or if I'm going to be brought back to work or whatever, then it's almost like it, like, it, like, digs the hole a little deeper, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, it's just frustrating. And it's like the same question from, like, high school and college. Like, oh, so, like, like what, what are you going to do like? after this? And it's, like, every time you feel like you need to have your shit together. And the reality of it is, like, you don't. But at the same time, it's, like, I don't know. There's just so many things going in your mind. And every time mm-hmm. somebody asks, like, right, it's overwhelming. And this is something, too, where I, like, like, like you said, obviously, we've never gone through this kind of pandemic. Like, I've never lived this before. Right. And this is not something that I ever imagined that I would be dealing with. Oh, my gosh. Like, I couldn't even plan for it. And, like, I'm the type of person, like, I always am working. Like, I would never quit a job before I have another job. Like, I'm always, like, because I'm always so concerned about finances. So, like, mm. this is, like, really ripping up the heart. You know, like, I just feel like this is, like, I don't know. Yeah. A lot of anxiety, but it's fine. Right. 
So yeah. Yeah. Anyway, hey. that's how COVID has ruined my life. <laughs> this is like, what I a picked, fun topic. I picked up some new skills. Like obviously, like some positives, I guess. Um, I bought a ukulele. Done a lot of DIY projects. Mm-hmm. She's. Uh, I don't know what that's called. Yarning. I'm, I'm weaving. Weaving. There it is. You're yarning. I'm yarning. <laughs> We're hopefully going to be making candles. Oh, yeah. Shoot. That's supposed to be that today. Yeah, it's fine. That's fine. Anyway. You got time. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, I'm not trying to, like, I don't know. This is more of just like a, hey, like, if you feel this way, please let me know because this is how I feel and yeah. I'm feeling a little lonely. Like, you know, like, I just... It's overwhelming, but then also it's like you have so much time to just sit in it. Like, I need someone to write a book on this so I can read it and feel inspired because I'm... Maybe you should. Shh. Man. <laughs> <laughs> if only. I can proofread if you need. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> anyway, okay. Well, I want to hear from you, though, um, about your COVID experience, or your pandemic experience, excuse me. Um, and just kind of like what it was has been like for you since, like, March. Yeah, so um, most of you guys know already, and I've mentioned it before, I was working at Target. So obviously Target is an essential business. Um, And if you're questioning why, it's because Target has a pharmacy as well as food. Like, there is a reason. If you're questioning it. Yes, because a lot of people question, well, why is Target open? We have food and we have a pharmacy, and a lot of people use a CVS in our Target. Like, it's a main point to get drugs in a good way. We understand. (laughs) Yes. Um, okay, so you were a, you were an essential worker. Yes. So for you, it's not like things shut down and you went home. Like you just continued to work. Yeah. So I remember we didn't. None of us really knew what was happening because obviously we were working. And I think it was, a, it was a truck day when like Ohio shut down, mm-hmm. and like when everything. Okay, I swear, like coronavirus before it quote-unquote hit the United States was just like something happening not in like in the U.S. Or like, like not even in Ohio it was kind like, of just like well like when it first started it was like well it's over there like it's fine. yeah like yeah I didn't think that it was going to become a pandemic and right. then like even though they were telling us it was going to become one to me it like didn't seem like, like it you was just real. see it to believe it to yeah. yeah and so it kind of like I felt like I was blindsided and all of a sudden I we were all just like hit with it and like everything happened so quickly like I was it was a a truck day meaning we got a truck and we were like I was a unboxer and I would put things on shelves um and make them look pretty Mm -hmm. and so like for us we were busy doing our work and then I think like I think by like noon maybe one um it just got like so busy Mm -hmm. and we were like what is happening and then that's when like um, Governor DeWine, like, was, like, everything shutting down, and so people oh, went... Oh, people, like, ran to the stores. Yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, my people God. went panicking, and that's when the toilet paper... Oh, my gosh. I forgot <laughs> about that. It seems so long ago. Yeah, and so, like, being on that end of it, like, it <laughs> was like the so title strange. of the episode, the moment there was no more toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> literally, no. <laughs> toilet paper flew off the shelves. <laughs> yes. And, like, it was... I don't know, it literally went from being a normal March, like, kind of slow, because it hasn't hadn't picked up, it had not picked up yet, um, to, like, being, like, people rushing through and being, like, mean, and, like, if we were out of something, people were just, like, complete Karens, and were like, oh my god, like, why, why are you out you? of this? Yeah. yeah. And, like, it... <laughs> like, people were scared. Do you not understand? Yeah. Um, and then they were lashing out at us, because 
apparently we are the ones that manufacture and make sure that we were prepared for the pandemic or something. I don't know. <laughs> Did you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, that happened. And I remember at one point just being so overwhelmed by everything. And, like, like not even just for, like, a moment. Like, literally the entire day was just so overwhelming yeah. that when I got into my car, I, like, just sat there for five minutes because I was, like, I don't even... You a minute, yeah. Yeah, like, there was just so much going on and people were crazy and, like, which I get it. Like, you know, it was this big thing that just ex- kind of, quote-unquote, exploded on us and yeah. we all had to react somehow. I remember but... thinking, like, maybe I should go to the grocery store. Like, I remember having the, like, should I go too? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like that, yeah, the panic just spreads. Yeah. And then there was, like, a meat shortage, and then, mm-hmm. like, it, it was just... The fact that this all happened this year is still blows my mind. Like, I think back, I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot about that, like, yeah. so much. It feels so long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I was working at Target, and then, you know, after the first probably two weeks, it just kind of went back to normal, but, like, slow. Like, and if you've ever worked in retail, you know that when it's slow, it's literally the worst. Yeah. Because you run out of things to do. And then you have to do busy work, and I don't like busy work. Yeah. I think it's a waste of my time. Right. Like, I could be doing so much better things with my time. Mm-hmm. And so, like... But also, you're like, I don't want to leave work because I'm, like, money and, like, hours. Right. It's not like you're trying to... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, we went from, you know, being normal to panic to so slow like one time I swear I saw like five guests in a day it was like literally (laughs) it was so crazy because I uh, and to make it even worse I worked in the um the home and decor um section no one was buying yeah (laughs) like I need food and that's it yeah and they were worried about you know their job security and all that like nobody was really there and also if people were in the home decor section i would hardcore judge them i'm like why the fuck are you here we are shut down <laughs> like i would give them the stink like eye. this is not essential yes <laughs> literally <laughs> um so yeah that happened and then it kind of just went back to normal um a little bit the stimulus checks came out and that was another time when it just got crazy and um that's when right when we all started wearing masks it's so hard to say sometimes it is. um and so like we're all get adjusting to these you know coverings on our face that like it doesn't prevent oxygen level like it doesn't decrease it but it's a, an it's adjustment like yeah and it's yeah and it's, you're it's blowing like wearing hot glasses. air you're kind of like that's yeah, face, yeah yeah um and so it was just so overwhelming um and like even like our breaks and our break room routines changed like in the break room we used to have tables like all kind of together so like at one spot eight people could sit together and one spot four people could Mm. and then they had to change it all to six um feet away from each other yeah so then it was it was literally so sad walking in everyone was at their own table i felt like i was in school (laughs) when you're like in detention or something yeah like you sit over there (laughs) yeah literally and then um we would have a tv in the front of the room so it gets so quiet in there that like one time we were all like, I literally feel like I'm in class right now, and we're all like having to watch this. Like, I'm pretty sure it was like Friends or something yeah. like that on, but it was just so strange. Um, so that happened, and then I should mention that um, pre-Rona, I like the plan was for me and my friend to move to Seattle, Washington, in May, and. You know, like, I've been saving up money. That's why I was working at Target. I was like, I just want a job that any moment I could put in my two weeks and move. Um, 
And so when May 1st came, or when April 1st came around, it was like two weeks after um, the shutdowns or roughly two weeks after the shutdowns. And I was like, at this point, I think I need to just put it on hold. Like, could you imagine moving like across? Seattle, like, that yeah. was, like, weird at all. Like, could you imagine moving across the country right now? Um, no, thank you. So I put that on hold, and that was, like, literally my dream. Like, that's, like, what I wanted to do. Yeah. That's That was my goal after um, post-grad, because I, I just wanted to do something not in Ohio, and I didn't right. want to be here. Um, so then it had me thinking, okay, do I... Like, what do I do? Like, do I do AmeriCorps? Do I stay at Target? Do I, you know, I was asking myself all these questions. Mm-hmm. And one day I was talking with my mom and just talking about how I don't like doing work that doesn't mean something mm-hmm. to me. To me, working at Target was a way to save money. They pay very well, and I like the discount. Yeah. But for me, like, my work needs to be something I'm passionate about and something that... Like, means something to you. Yeah. Yeah. It, and that when I wake up in the morning, I know I'm going to be making an impact on somebody's life more than telling them that we don't have TP in the store, you know? <laughs> I'm sorry, no, it's still sold out. Yeah. Um, so I was t- talking to, her, to my mom about how, how wow, words, um, talking to my mom about how I was just like kind of struggling mentally, emotionally. I was definitely a little d- depressed um, and stressed. Um, and she was like, well, if you could do anything right now, what would you do? I said, well, I would want to move to Seattle. And she was like, okay, outside of moving to Seattle. She's like, well, something else. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, like, what would you want to do? And I was like, probably, you know, find an AmeriCorps position and, you know, go from there. And she's like, okay, let's do it. So I had, I think the next, in like a week and a half, I was going on vacation down to North Carolina. Yes, we social distance and we went to the beach and we went to the store and we went back to our Airbnb. I promise we were safe. Um, I feel like I need to preface yeah. it. Um, but after that, my plan was to come back in that next day or the next time I worked, um, put in my... My That's, like, right weeks. when you texted me before that, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. And so I texted Ireland. I was like, hey, like, I'm looking... Well, well, I guess that's right. I wanted to just find a job in general. Yeah, a um, nonprofit or yeah. something like that. And so I texted Ireland, like, hey, like, I'm looking, you know, just in Cleveland and Columbus area for jobs. Um, if you hear of anything, let me know. And she's like, oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, if you want to, like... <laughs> I was like, I have an extra room. Yeah. I probably will, so... Oh, that was before you had my house, I think. No, I did my house. Yeah, I think it was, like, right yeah, when it happened. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and I was like, well, maybe. Like, we'll see. I don't know. Because I wasn't, like, dead set on Columbus yet. Right. Um, and then I was like, you know what? Finding a job right now is kind of difficult. Like, especially in the nonprofit world. Oh, yeah. So I decided to apply for AmeriCorps positions because those were still going. Um, it's federally, federally funded. So, you know, there's that. And then... Um, you know, applied two days after I got back from vacation. I, well, it actually ended up being like a week mm-hmm. after I got back from vacation. I put in my two two weeks. Um, and then I like did that before I had a job. I It's You're so like, funny. Like, I will find a job. Yes. Like with Ireland, she's like, I'm not going to do anything until I have one. For me, I'm like, I'm going to quit. And I'm, I'm like gonna, all about security. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, eh, I'll be fine. Um. So, yeah, that happened, and then, you know, eventually I had a couple of interviews with a couple of AmeriCorps VISTA 
um, positions. And then I got hired and moved in with Ireland down in Columbus and, you know, just been working since then. I had like a month of no work um, before I started AmeriCorps. So it was kind of nice to like have a nice breather because, you know, probably for the rest of my life I'll be working. So (laughs) So you're like a little summer vacation. Yeah, literally. (laughs) But yeah, that that was my um, COVID-19 journey. Nice. (laughs) I do want to ask because, okay, so... Um, you are working from home. Yes. And the position that you are hired for, like, isn't supposed to be work from home. Correct. So I guess, like, what's your experience with that? And, like, how, like, how has working from home changed the job that you're supposed to be doing? And, like, do you think that it would be different? You would prefer working in an office? So starting a new job um, by working from home is low-key terrible. (laughs) Because that's like tough because how you can't like meet anyone really exactly, and then like Zoom calls are just awkward in general. Ugh, like yeah. even with people you know, and then to add people you don't know who's also your boss, who's also like on the same team as you, you like just, only see their head. Yeah, like, <laughs> you really don't know them. Yeah, and like one of the guys, he's like, yeah, um, I haven't um, like had my hair cut since COVID. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's good to know. Like his hair is so long. Yeah, like you look interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, he's like, please don't judge. And I said, okay, well, um, but yeah, it, it's just strange. It's, um, uh, I definitely am a person motivated, motivated by people. Mm-hmm. I need people to remain doing things I should be. And yeah, things like, like a that. team. Like, yeah. yeah. So, um, whether it's for somebody or with somebody, I definitely need that motivation. And I think it's kind of hard because there's so many things to get distracted by. Ugh, literally. Yes. Ugh. And then when you don't ha- necessarily have a lot of work, it makes it even harder because, like, you know this one thing that you have to work on is going to take 20 minutes. Right. So it's like, do I do it now? Or do like, I, like, wait and then, mm-hmm. like, do it? So it's a nice balance of um, work to do and no work to do and then trying to figure out group dynamics via Zoom versus, you know, like, it's, it's a lot. I feel like, too, like, working from home, like, especially starting a new job, like, I know I'm the kind of person that likes, like, the office banter and, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, the side conversations of getting to know people and, like, they're, like, them as people and not just, like, as your, you know, coworker. Um, And, like, working from home, it's not like you're just, like, around people. You have to, like, make the phone call or, like, you know, it's, like, a, it's, like, a formal gesture instead of, like, just, like, you're making a side comment or something. Yeah. I literally text my boss so often. And it's, like, weird. Because, like, I'll text her, like, hey, is there anything else you want me to do for the day? And then... It's almost, like, telling of the conversations instead of just, like, a natural conversation. Yeah. Like, you feel like, oh, shoot, I've texted her, like, you know, five times already. Should I text her again? Even though, like, if you were in the office, you would just be normal conversation. And be like, oh, hey, like, like, no big deal. Yeah. I added two of my coworkers on Facebook because I was like, I... Like, maybe get to know them a little bit more. <laughs> Literally. And I found out some cool things about one of them that I wouldn't have known because, right. you know, that it, and especially with Zoom, because everyone wants, wants to get off of it. They want to do the thing and get off of it. Yeah. So there's no time for just conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, for example, on one of the Zoom calls I have every week, um, there's board members, there's, mm-hmm. um, my team, like there's all these different people on it that normally I would be able to have a conversation with. Um, especially like board members, like I'm not going to lie, scare the shit out of me. Oh yeah. I literally, the first time I had a talk 
in one of those meetings, I was literally shaking, oh, like visibly shaking. That's so sad. Yes, I was. Oh, it was terrified. Um, so yeah, it, it's a, it, it's so strange. I mean, just in general, it's strange. And then you add in the fact that you don't know anybody, and it's right. Like what? I don't. What am I doing here? Hi, my name's Emily for the 10th time. <laughs> You're welcome. Emily Arm. Yeah. There's two Emilys <laughs> yeah. in the same team, and there's so... literally a team of four of us. So. Also, with Zoom, like, when you talk, it puts everything at the same volume, and it's a little delayed, so it's, like, mm-hmm. you can't, like, pick up on the, like, you know when you, like, start to talk, it's, like, the, uh, like, you know, before you talk sound you make, you Yeah, know? yeah. Like, you can't pick up on that, so you end up talking over people sometimes, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just weird. I really like the raise the hand feature. <laughs> I don't oh. think it's in all of them. I think I, it was on a webinar. Oh, probably. And, yeah, yeah, there are only three of us. There's the person talking to us and then the other person and me. And I hate interrupting people, especially because I couldn't see their face yeah. on it. It's, I remember, so. like, in high school English class, we'd have, like, um, I forget what you call them. Seminars? Mm-hmm. I think that's what you call them. Sure. You sit in a big circle and you talk about the book you read. And, you, like, oh. we, we got graded on, like, you literally had to talk. And it was like you just, and it wasn't, you won't raise your hand, you just start talking. And it's a whole class of like 20 people. And I would have, I'd be so nervous and I just wouldn't talk because I would, I hated just being like, like just blurting it out, you know? Right. I like to like raise my hand and be called on because I just. Because you don't know for sure when somebody is done talking. Yeah. And you don't want to interrupt someone because you yeah. just be like, oh shoot. And you don't want someone to interrupt you because then you feel like you're, I don't know. And the worst the is when somebody talks about something and you want to. You know, go off of what they say, and then somebody else talks, and they and completely then, yeah, take it in a completely different yeah. Ugh. So it's like, do I still say it or do I move on? Right, but yeah, interesting. Okay, um, so I guess also question um, pandemic follow up. Um, like, I feel like obviously we don't know like how long this is gonna last and how long things gonna be shut down, but like. So in your so your AmeriCorps is like one year. Yes. Right? So like do you think that you'll like ever go back in the office? Like do you think this will totally change? Like I know I won't go back before January first. Okay, so here's the thing with Vista. Um AmeriCorps Vista members on a normal circumstance are not allowed to work from home. Like at all. Right. Like you can't work from home at all. You have to be in the office, you have to be doing whatever. So they obviously had to change that because of the pandemic. And they have said um, January 1st right now is, like, when you would be able to go back oh, into the office. I see. Like, you have to go back, basically, because, right. like, you can't work from home. Um, so if it – I mean, if it continues, they'll just have to extend it. But I do think that I will go back in before. Okay. Um, do you feel like you're really, like – Obviously, we talked about the relationships with coworkers and stuff, but do you think working from home that you're really, like, squeezing out all the experiences of, like, doing AmeriCorps that you thought you'd be doing? I think, well, to start, like, it definitely changed which position I chose. Mm. I was offered two positions. One was working with kids in the school, middle schoolers and high school mm-hmm. schoolers, and also some college students. And then one was working at a nonprofit. And... To me, because, like, the other position was um, presentation-based. Um, it was doing personality tests and career aptitude tests. Like, those things are hard to do over Zoom. Yeah. And I felt not uncomfortable, but I didn't want to make those 
adjustments basically like i yeah. didn't want to like work if you could work it. in person you're like okay yes but it, because you have to do a resume it's like and eh, yeah really like that, that was not i don't want to say the final straw but like that was literally the only deciding, deciding factor i see and okay it, yeah okay. and i felt bad because the other group they do great work and i love the boss like the boss was so cool you telling you that yeah episode. like she was so kind and you know she called me first and i told her up front i was like listen you know i'm waiting for this other position to you know get back to me mm-hmm. and she was like oh my gosh no problem i hope you come with us but like i completely understand and so like it was nice but it was also like you know in what environment do i want to be working in right basically Interesting. Okay. I don't know if you have any... <laughs> I'm having some issues with my pit today. Um, <laughs> you really are. Yeah. <laughs> I threw it across the floor. Ooh, okay, so I wanted to get a non-clicky one, because sometimes you can oh, hear the Oh, you click. just like, start clicking it? Yeah, yeah. That's, true, that's true. And so I was like, okay, well, I want to be more like microphone friendly, so to speak. And I think I've gotten worse. <laughs> <laughs> Karma, yeah. Literally. Um, but I do want to point out, um, or just like say, because I worked... As an essential worker, I still had to go to work every day. Like, my – it was crazy because, like, to me, I wasn't living in pandemic because I still had to go to work every day. I right. still – you know, my um, my schedule didn't change. Mm-hmm. The only thing that changed was there was a little bit more fear and, like, anxiety going to work mm-hmm. because you're like, well, what if I get it? Mm-hmm. Um, as along with – there was – you know, you had to wear a mask – um, after a certain point and, you know, all those things. Like different protocols and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I didn't – it didn't feel like anything had changed. But at the same time, everything changed. And to be an essential worker that isn't put on a pedestal was very difficult. And, like, to me, it was kind of even annoying and hurtful because, you know – like, I just saw something today for um, a cookie place is offering a free six-pack of cookies for um, teachers and school personnel. So, y- universities and colleges, as along with uh, kindergarten through 12th. And I never had anything, like, anybody offer anything to me for being an essential worker and for, you know, still going to work every day mm-hmm. and, you know, putting myself along with my family at risk. Right. And, I mean, of course, it's nothing against teachers and all that stuff. Oh. They definitely do great work and all that stuff. For sure. I just think that, like, because they even had... It's one of those, like, categories you think of, um, of essential workers. Yeah. They even had things for medical personnel. If you were a doctor or a nurse or worked in the hospital setting, they had things for them, like free coffee from Duncan, like, when they were able to, you know, start back up. But they had never had anything for a like retail retail well like like a central retail rather um for grocery workers yeah and for um garbage men who still had to do their job yeah for anybody who still had to do their job but truthfully are looked at as people who don't want to go anywhere in life if you think about it and how rude we are to um people who work in these settings versus doctors who have you know a whole bunch of money that like I mean they spend a lot of time like and I don't get me wrong this isn't anything against any of these but like it was interesting to be a part of the crowd 
that wasn't thanked enough mm-hmm. versus those who have Teacher Appreciation Week and Nurse Appreciation Month and all of these things to, and then there's like retail workers, uh, essential retail workers who still had to work, but like no gratitude was given. I mean, yeah. there were be some customers and some like memes floating around, not memes, but like pictures floating around saying thank you to, and then they would list everybody who isn't usually thanked. Yeah. But like, Where's my free Crocs at? <laughs> Where's my free like, truly what I'm upset about. Discounts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it it's hard. It like for me that was like one of the most like like when you said you f- felt like you were drowning. Like to me, I felt like I was like yeah. I was forgotten, and my yeah. s- security and my mm-hmm. well being was forgotten. Oh my gosh! Like um, whenever somebody goes to okay, I'm just gonna say it like it is we went to this um pizza restaurant with my family um we went to a sunflower patch and we all were hungry so we decided to go get pizza and like at one point my somebody in my family asked oh do I need to put a mask on because they were going to order um something to go and somebody literally said no there's nobody else in here like no, there oh, yeah, are we're like um, the there, workers. Yeah, the workers are like you're literally talking to the workers, so you're looking at them As like they're, they're not nothing. people. Yeah, and they're not scared about getting COVID, or they they don't have people that they care about that they need to worry about right. bringing it to them. Like right, yeah, it was one of those things that was and continues to be very hurtful, and like that mindset of a oh, there's nobody else here there are workers here yeah. and like how are you respecting them in their life and their family's lives yeah i think in general like i think i definitely think the pandemic has definitely brought to light like some different issues and like i know personally like like i said like feeling like i'm like drowning and I'm, like whoa like i'm being forgotten about it's like there are so many people that like even before the pandemic felt that way yeah. because like they're not getting paid fairly or like they're working three jobs and still can barely you know afford to like their expenses and all that right. stuff like 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 i'm so grateful for like everything that like i've had in my life and like like i'm i'm grateful that like i don't know like I, it could be worse, yeah. But it just definitely brought to light that those feelings of like, oh my gosh, like, like I've never like certain, even with like unemployment. Like I'm so grateful that like before this time I've never had to be in unemployment and like, like trying to navigate that and like right all the ins and outs and what you're allowed to do and you're not allowed to do and just I don't know different things. So definitely grateful for everything but it's also like it's made me realize just how fortunate I've been yeah for sure I think in the fact that I was still able to work right and still make very decent money even though you know there's always that controversy of the the weekly extra bonus for unemployment like Mm -hmm. all of that stuff that I won't get into because I have some certain beliefs about but um you know, I, I still enjoyed being able to go to work and still being able to, like, have conversations with people and, like, have yeah. that... Um, Those relationships. Yeah. Because, like, I know a lot of people, like, stir crazy. And, oh, my gosh. You yeah. know, not being able to talk to people and, like, have that human connection was very hard and difficult. And, like, I get it. Um, so I'm, I was very fortunate to still be able to go in and see people. Yeah. And everything else. Like very fortunate that you were like oh yeah you can like here's 
your bedroom, pop squat. Yeah. <laughs> like, that That was, like, perfect timing, because truthfully, with how much I, quote-unquote, make with AmeriCorps, you know, I wouldn't be able to get my own apartment yeah. at all. It, like, definitely worked out. Yeah. And I think it was perfect timing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any more thoughts on... Anything you want to add? I feel like this episode was, like, so depressing. (laughs) But, you know, it's been real. Yeah, I think it needs that. It was a conversation that needed to be had. Yeah. Oh, but seriously, though, like, if you have any advice for me, because I feel, like, a little lost, let me know. (laughs) Please. Please. Or if you're feeling the same way. Or if anyone else is still unemployed because their job furloughed them, like, let me know. Because I feel like I'm the only one that's still... That I know, that I'm, like, know of, like, right. personally. Like, I know there's people out there, but I just feel like personally, I'm the only one in, like, my family or friends that are literally just waiting to be <laughs> called back. <laughs> so let me know. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know. That's, I that's, don't even know. <laughs> we don't always have our shit together. This ending, we do not have our shit together. Yeah. Because, like, how do you end on, like, you want to end on that a was positive depressing. note? <laughs> I think yeah. that's why I was trying to be, like, we're still very grateful for everything. And, like, also, like I said, like, I've done so much over this quarantine period of not working that, like, pretty proud, you know? Like, I've new skills, like, d- accomplished a lot of things, like, been focusing on myself a little bit. Like, I don't know. So, there's been you have some the time to, like, work on Yeah, I, like, have done too. a lot with my house. So, yeah. Definitely pros and cons. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, on that note, <laughs> thank you for listening yet again. We'll thank be back you. on Monday with a new episode. Yeah. Let us know what your lost and determines are for this week. Yeah. If you're feeling how we're feeling, let us know. Yeah. Okay, thanks. You're not alone. We promise. Hope that was entertaining. <laughs> was it? Hope you didn't end up crying. <laughs> like I did. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, it'll be fine.